And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are in the bunker. And a little bit of a programming note, a programming change. This is not the show that we have been talking about we're going to do today. And there's a reason for that. We'll get into that. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Welcome, everybody. We are pre-recorded and uh, the reason for that is because I got a last-minute email <coughs> uh, that puts me at uh, on the campus of the of Kansas State University at the same time this show is on because we're setting up the Skycam rig for the Texas K State game this weekend. So I'm in two places at once today. So our originally scheduled guest, Harry Glorickian, will be here next Wednesday to talk about his book, The Future You, that is still on the schedule. We're just bumming it back a week, so uh, so uh, be here for that. Uh, give a shout out to everybody who is listening to this show on podcast platforms. Uh, good to have all of you with us in various parts of the world, uh, Australia, the Philippines, Canada, Germany. Good to have all of you with us as well. Of course, the, uh, the, the, the live chat, we're running this on YouTube as a premiere, so the live chat is active, uh, although there's nobody here to look at it. But uh, then you can always leave a comment or send an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. And uh, I do read all the emails. I do read all the comments. So, uh, so feel free to share your thoughts today. I want to talk because it actually works out because I was trying to figure it because we are booked solid for the next couple of weeks as far as guests go, because, you know, we've got, uh, let's see, uh, AJ and JJ Cook are going to be here next Friday. Harry Glorick now is going to be on next Wednesday. Uh, we've got the money talk on Monday. Uh, Peter Burke is going to be here on Friday. Uh, we've got uh, most of the week after that booked up. So I was really kind of trying to figure out how I could kind of skate in with this topic, this observation, the, the, the discussion that I wanted to have about the Saturn Awards. And it actually so it kind of works out that, uh, that we can actually kind of kind of throw this in to the middle. Because I definitely want to keep our schedule as much as I can. Because if we can, if we can keep that December thirtieth date for the five hundredth episode, and it's going to be a banger of an episode, let me tell you. Because um, I'm, I'm already planning stuff this far out. We're we're very excited and, and to get to get this uh, to for for all of you to see. Now, <clears throat> the Saturn Awards. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow, this this cough just keeps hanging on. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to stay on the cough button here, but uh, my apologies. So the Saturn Awards were last Tuesday. Uh, they were announced out in Los Angeles, uh, and it was a big ceremony, big to do, out at uh, the uh, Los Angeles, the Burbank Airport Marriott uh, out there. Joel McHale, the host, the MC. 
uh, Phil Lamar doing the announcing on the on the show and the broadcast, and it was broadcast. Uh, it was a new uh, a new channel that's uh, out there now called Electric Now, <coughs> and we'll get into that here in a minute. But Saturn Awards were last Tuesday, and I caught pieces of it. Uh, only because I saw somebody mention it in passing on social media. I thought, oh, the Saturn Awards. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's going on. And so I looked at the uh, you know the Saturn Awards Twitter feed because they're announcing winners and posting things. And I'm looking at the 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 show feed over on electricnow.tv, which is Dean Devlin's new thing. Dean Devlin, one of the co-writers of uh, the original Stargate movie, uh, he's gone on to produce shows like The Librarians and Leverage. And he was fairly successful. And he's got this thing now called Electric Now, which is a TV channel on the web. Uh, and you can uh, go over, you know, electricnow.tv, and you can actually watch this like a TV cha- uh, TV channel. There's shows, and it's a schedule, and you can see the little guide there and what what time each show comes on and whatnot. And they broadcast the Saturn Awards, and it was the 50th anniversary Saturn Awards, 1972, when this thing came came about. So it's a it's a fairly big to do, right? I mean, it's 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 the 50th anniversary. It's kind of a big deal. <coughs> so you have the broadcast of the Saturn Awards, and that involves two hours of the pre-award ceremony, you know, arrival on the red carpet, and all of that for two hours. And then the ceremony itself, the the award ceremony itself, was almost four hours long. So you've got this six-hour broadcast for the Saturn Awards. And when I caught, you know, I I joined in progress, what what we call JIP. You, You join in progress. And... I don't know where I was at, but you're going through and scrolling through and and coming up with my article because I've posted over at SciFiForMe.com the actual article itself uh, of all of the winners that were announced that that evening. Uh, You can go over to SciFiForMe.com and you can read that article and you can see all of the winners are marked in red and whatnot. But the thing is, as I'm going through and watching this broadcast and looking at the, the, the Twitter feed for the awards, it strikes me that it's very haphazard in terms of the social media aspect of it. And then everybody is making jokes. You know, all of the presenters, as they come out, they're making jokes about how long this ceremony is, how long this event is going, how long the show is. Is anybody still alive? Are you all drunk yet? You know, making all of these jokes, ha-ha, whatever, funny, because this thing's just going on forever. And people are making comments about it online, about how long of an event there is. And, and the end... we've got people noticing that certain categories didn't even get announced. And some categories were announced-ish. 
They have okay. So in you know you're you're in a hotel ballroom. Everything's set up nice and fancy for this for this thing. You know everybody's got their tables and you got the decorations. All that you got the screens up so people can see what's going on. And as they announce each winner, each winner has a full screen graphic. It goes up on the screen. You know best best science fiction series Star Trek Strange New Worlds. You know that kind of thing. And the the feed on Twitter, what they were posting on Twitter were photographs, what looked like maybe iPhone photographs, you know, your mobile device photographs of the screen of the winner. And I thought, that's really odd. Why are they doing that? As I'm watching the, the ceremony and I'm seeing all of the, all of the jokes and yuck yuck about, about how long of a ceremony it is, and then how people are saying there were certain categories that didn't even get announced. I'm going back and I'm looking through the the show, the the broadcast to see if maybe I missed something. And I did. Because at certain points during the show, on the screen at the event, they would roll a list of nominees and winners for certain categories. And as it turns out, those particular categories were for the winners who weren't able to attend. So here, here's, the, here's the category for, I'm just going to pull one out of the air, best makeup. And say if you have a list of nominees for best makeup and the winner could not attend, the winner couldn't give you a video or something saying, oh, this is great, thanks very much. They just put that on the screen and rolled it like it was the end credits of a TV show. And people saw that and they're like, is it over? Are these the end credits? Are we seeing, are we seeing, what are, what, what are we doing here? And there was a lot of confusion from people out in the audience, out in the general public, online, saying, where's, where's best supporting actor? Where's this category? Where's that category? Where's, where's best music? Where's this? And... The, the event themselves, the, the Saturn Awards organizing party said, we'll, we'll have a list of the winners on our website the next day. So this is Tuesday. They'll say on Wednesday, we'll have a list of the winners. Well, Wednesday, they didn't do it. They didn't have the list of winners. But I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to the website here in a second. So I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, this is less organized than I expected it to be, given that it's the Saturn Awards. And the Saturn Awards have a history. The Saturn Awards are not necessarily uh, the most prestigious. I mean, you've got the Hugo Awards out there, but the Saturns are up there in terms of the the recognizability factor and the, and the credibility. I mean... I don't see a lot of chatter that the Saturns have been compromised as much as the Hugos have been. Although, now that I think about it, well, there might be a little of that with the Saturns. But I think one of the things that bugs me the most about this year's uh, roster of nominees was the fact that Better Call Saul had so many nominations for Saturn Awards. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that, that show doesn't even belong at the Saturn Awards. Why would you nominate Better Call Saul? 
Because it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not horror. It's a drama. And there's a category, uh, the actual category where it, where it won. You have, in the film categories, you have action-adventure film, you have thriller film, and then you go down into the television stuff, and you get uh, action-thriller series, and that's where Better Call Saul wins. And then you have, uh, you know, Bob Odenkirk winning Best Actor, and you've got you've got uh, Rhea, uh, Rhea Seahorn winning for Best Actress, and Jonathan Banks is Supporting Actress. So all of these nominations, all these wins for Better Saul, Better Call Saul, that shouldn't even have been nominated for for a Saturn Award. I mean, action adventure, to me, doesn't belong with the Saturns, but that's just me. Dragon Awards, sure. Maybe, depending on what kind of stories you're telling. But but Better Call Saul is not a genre show. Neither is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick got nominated. Top Gun Maverick and Tom Cruise, you know, they're in there. They shouldn't have been in there either. So I'm not I'm not bagging on Better Call Saul by itself. It's there were other things. Top Gun Top Gun should not have been in there either, because it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not horror. And that's what you think of when you think of the Saturn Awards. <coughs> so then you've got this really long ceremony. And they didn't even announce all of the categories. And they didn't give you the list of winners on the website like they said they would. Not until later. I mean, it's there now. But not until later. And the social media stuff, when you looked at how they were delivering the information about the winners, I'm looking at this. I'm watching all of this. I'm watching this broadcast, and I'm looking at the stuff going on their Twitter fade, and I'm thinking, I could do better than this. I could do this award show better than this. And it's not, it's not arrogance. I've done these kind of shows before. I've been part of this kind of a production where you have lots of moving parts and, and pieces and, and you have to have graphics and whatnot. We've done this before. <laughs> and actually, Sci-Fi for Me has done it. Because we did it uh, a few... A few you know, our very first attempt was with the... Um, uh, oh, it was an art an, an art art award that was done at the um, at Planet Comic Con. Same or well, the same weekend as Planet Comic Con. Now I can't even remember what it was the 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 name of those awards. Uh, the Spectrum Awards. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, I just I just blanked for a second. The Spectrum Awards. We made the attempt to broadcast the Spectrum Awards. Now it didn't go very well because. We didn't have the bandwidth. We choked the bandwidth trying to get a signal out. Everything in the show, everything organizing and, and, and everything internal was fine. We had the gear, we had the cameras, we had the graphics, we had everything, everything ready to go. So no, no problem there. We just couldn't get the signal out because the bandwidth was, was you know, the pipeline was too small. And I got very frustrated. 
<coughs> but we could do this kind of thing. But the biggest, the biggest thing, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, this could be so much more professional and polished looking, and you don't even have to take a whole lot of effort for it. All you've got to do, look, if you're, if you're, running, if you're running the event, <clears throat> you have the stuff that's happening what on stage, and you have the graphic for the winner, you have the full screen graphic for the winner because you got to put it up on the screen inside the ballroom. Well, there's nothing that says you can't have somebody right next to you on the social media and pulling on the on the Twitter and the Facebook and the wherever else, and whoever is sitting there has a copy of all of those graphics. Strange New Worlds wins. Post that graphic. Don't 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 cheap out and and take a photograph with your mobile device of the of the screen in the ballroom. I mean angle is wrong it's washed out there's no color to it and it's like wait you have the graphic you've got the graphic right there why not post that congratulations to strangers here's the graphic and as soon as it gets announced at the event post it post it on all the social media there's stuff that's that probably still hasn't been posted over on the saturn awards twitter account as far as certain winners you have to be right on top of things. <clears throat> as soon as they announce the winner on the stage and they're coming up to, to take their award, you get, a, you get a photographer up there who snaps a couple of pictures and whatnot and comes back to the, to the table and hands the card off and you pop, the, you pop the graphic in while they're doing their acceptance speech. Congratulations to Stranger Worlds, here's the so-and-so and whatnot. And then you take those photographs and you pop them in there and then you post and say, here's 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 Hayden Christensen giving his acceptance speech for Best Supporting Actor. Well-oiled machine. That's, that's not that difficult to do. And it doesn't have to take four hours. And you... You don't need a host. I mean, Joel McHale did fine. Don't get me wrong. I had nothing, nothing against Joel McHale. He did fine. He did the job. But you don't need a host. Just, here's presenter A and presenter to B. Presenter A and presenter B come out. They say, we're here to present the award for best science fiction series on streaming. And the nominees are, bink, 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 bink. And here's the winner. And done. And get off the stage. You're not there to do anything except this is the category. Here are the nominees. Here's the winner. Done. Finished. We don't need stories. We don't need anecdotes. And if you're a presenter, you should not be drinking before you present. I, I, look, I, I have interviewed, I don't know that I should, I, I don't know that I should do this. Um, let me speak in broad, broad general terms here. There was a presenter. I'm losing my earphones here. There was a presenter at this, at the Saturn Awards who 
behaved in a way that suggested drunkenness. I don't know if this person was drunk or not. There were several people making jokes about how long this thing was going and how many, is anybody still sober? That's, that, that's, not, that's not your best line when it comes to, to humor, folks. I mean, I mean, the Oscars have it pretty much nailed down that you're gonna, you know you're going to be there forever. But still, if you're going to do this kind of thing, you're going to be you're going to be presenting these awards. Just get <coughs> just get out there and present the award and get off the stage. Let them have their minute, minute and a half or whatnot to give their acceptance speech. Thanks very much. You know, thanks to mom. Thanks to God. Thanks to everybody on the cast and crew. Blah, 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 blah. Go go sit down. And once you're done. Have at it. Drink all you want, whatever. But. Before you present, you should stay sober. And if, if it were me running the thing, I'd have, I would have people on the cameras. You know, you, you've got cameras set up to catch, capture everything that's going on. You have somebody at the, at the control panel that's, that's going back and forth. I mean, you could use OBS. We use OBS here. Switch back and forth between cameras and, and opening graphics and, and video clips and whatever else, right? And somebody gets their award. They give their acceptance speech. They walk off the stage. And you put them in a little, little spot. They can take their picture with their award. Toothy grin and all. And then they can go to another place. You have a handler. Say, okay, take these pictures. Picture, 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 picture. Now let's move on. We go into this other room, green room, back room, wherever, where you have your Saturn Award correspondent, right, who can sit there and say, how does it feel to be the award? And do a little quick 30-second minute interview. Take that video and put it on a... Put it on a disc, and that stuff gets uploaded to your social media a little bit later on. So, so then your person uploading to social media, you can have one person, you can have two people doing it. You have one, you go immediately upload the graphic. Congratulations to the winner. And then here are the photographs for the for the winner giving the speech. And then you can throw every now and again you can throw a photograph with the with the award and that doesn't have to go in any particular sequence that's just whenever you get them and then the interviews the backstage interviews you can post those to wherever throughout the night as you get them you say okay here's Hayden Christensen's speech here's Ming-Na Wen's speech and those don't have to go in any particular order either I mean it's nice if they go in sequence but they don't necessarily have to but it's absolutely important critical that if you are doing a, an award ceremony and you have winners, that as soon as you announce the winner at the ceremony, then you should be posting that note, posting that news, that, that, that information on your social media. At the very least. And if you've got the wherewithal to do it, you have somebody else sitting there doing a live journal update on your website. 
and maybe even embed your video because I know it's on it's on electricnow.tv. But that feed should also be going to the Saturn Awards website. It, put it on a delay, I guess. You can have the live, you know, the exclusive is live over on Electric Now, and then afterwards you put it on your site. So speaking of websites, let's let's talk a little bit, just briefly, about the Saturn Awards website. Folks, Windows 95 has been gone for a very long time. The design of this website harkens back to the days of Netscape, AltaVista, AOL.com. I mean, this, this is what our site first looked like in the very, 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 very beginning, back in 2009, our site looked similar to this. Very much like this. As a matter of fact, I could probably pull up a, pull up a, a, a still shot. But somebody needs to overhaul the Saturn Awards site. It doesn't have to be snazzy, all the, all the bells and the whistles and the floozy floozy what's it. And you don't have to get fancy. But it does need to be functional. And this is something that we've talked about a number of occasions when we've talked about Comic-Con websites. Comic-Con websites are critical to conveying two things. Three things. All right? You... You go to a website for a Comic-Con. I go to a website for a Comic-Con. I want to know three things. I want to know when it's happening. I want to know where it is. And I want to know how much it's going to cost. And those three pieces of information need to be right there front and center. How do I find this information? And in post-pandemic times, you probably have a COVID policy in there that you need to know as well. But we have run across so many websites for Comic-Cons and you cannot find the date. Folks, if you run a Comic-Con of any sort, have the dates at the top of your homepage. Just do that. Just do that one thing. Date, location. But this website for the Saturn, I mean, the Saturn Awards, 50th anniversary, this is a big heap of deal, right? You would think, I think, this is, this is, this is early 2000s design here. It's not user-friendly. It's not aesthetically pleasing. I mean, the color scheme on this thing is, is... I mean, this is the days of IRC, right? Pre-MySpace. And it, yes, it's conveying the information because your winners are marked in red. But why would you have the title of the piece in yellow? See, you've got the category in beige, you have the title of the piece in yellow. You have the names of the people involved in blue. 
And then the winners are in red. You've got four different colors here. In addition to the white text that's in the column over here about, about becoming a member. This, this column right here, this information here about becoming a member and donate and all this and the, and the history of the, of the Academy of, of Science Fiction and, and what, whatever the, the organization is, that doesn't even need to be on this page. So you have two different pieces of information competing for attention on the homepage. This, this is not the ideal layout. And, and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot because I would very much like to be the ones to broadcast the Saturn Awards. I would very much welcome the opportunity to have Sci-Fi For Me TV partner with a lot of these award ceremonies and broadcast these awards. Because I know we can do it. I know we can do it right But on the back end, this kind of design doesn't say we're on the cutting edge, we're on the cusp, we're, we're, we're at, at the very least keeping up with the times. I mean, your photograph here, this montage, this photo montage at the top, you have... People, I mean, Spielberg's on there, Nicolas Cage is on there, Stan Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim, James Cameron. And these photographs are clearly from a very, very, very long time ago. James Cameron does not look like that anymore. Schwarzenegger does not look like that anymore. Nicolas Cage does not look like that anymore. Stan Lee is not with us anymore. This is not the photograph that you put on here. Because eventually it's dated. And this one is very much dated. There are just so many little things. But when they add up, it becomes a big thing. And I'm not I I'm not bagging on the people that are that are doing the Saturn Awards. They do their best, I'm sure. They put in their best effort. A for effort, right? I, I, I have no... I don't know any of the people that were, that were working it, organizing it, whatever. I, this is not anything personal B for anything. Don't be, be clear about that. But from a professional standpoint, and I've been doing this for 34 and a half years... There are some things where, where you could improve. And they're little things. They're little logistical things. Because the ceremony itself seemed to go fairly well. It moved along. I mean, yes, it was slow. Yes, it was very long. But it seemed to move along okay. I mean, Joel McHale kept things going and it was, nothing ever just stopped. It was just slow. And personally, I would do away with a couple of categories. But that's just me. But if you're going to do this, get to it. You don't need to take four hours to go through this list. I could do it in two. Two and a half, maybe. 
Bing, bang, boom. Get them on, get them off. Next, next category. Get them on, get them off. Next category. Get them on, get them off. You can even build in commercial breaks. We'll be right back with the television categories right after this. You can do that. As long as you have a show clock and you have a plan and you've got a list and you've got a good stage manager, that's key. That is absolutely key. You've got to have a good stage manager. A good assistant director. <coughs> people who can, who can manage the people. You can knock this thing out. We can do it in two and a half hours. And you can have however long of an arrival ceremony you want, whatever, fine, an hour, hour and a half, two hours, walk on the red carpet, yay, everybody's pretty. Fine. But then you get down to business and you get through this award stuff and you, and you and knock them out and you Here's, here's, the, here's the nominees. Here's the winner. Next one. Now, the other part of this, we're talking about the social media aspect of this as far as like posting things on their Twitter and, and, and Facebook and whatever else. I mentioned that I stumbled across this. Because, you know, you know that the Saturn Awards are going to be awarded every year. That's, it's an annual thing. But they're not top of mind. It's not something you can sit there and say, oh, this is appointment television type of thing. Unless you've got a very heavy interest in, and you're fully invested in the Saturn Award. So having somebody casually mention it and, oh, by the way, that's something that needs to be dealt with as well. If you're going to be doing the Saturn Awards, especially the 50th anniversary, this is a big year, 50 years. Make something out of that. Promote that. You should have been all over, everywhere, with ads and social media posts and interviews and promotions and you know you get a you, you get somebody to handle your PR and put out press releases and you send stuff to your media <clears throat> I didn't see any of that and there's there's nothing here on this homepage for the Saturn Awards that says anything about the broadcast The Saturn Awards will be October 25th, 2022 at the Marriott. But there's no link here to watch it. Here, click here to watch it live. There's nothing. You go to our website. And on the homepage, you can see, you go to sci-fi4me.com. On the homepage, you can see all of our TV shows as well as our articles, but all along this right-hand column here, these are all of our TV shows. You can watch Sci-Fi For Me TV on our homepage. All I gotta do is just click on any of these, any of these, and, and you, can watch, you can watch our channel. Saturn Awards need to have something there, whether it's a link, or a button, or a widget, or an embedded video, or something that says, you can watch the, watch the ceremony here. 
Electric Now should have been hyping this thing, should have been pumping it all over the place. Hey, coming up next Tuesday, we're going to have the 50th anniversary Saturn Awards. The 50th annual. 50 years. It's a big deal. Make a big deal out of it. It's not that difficult. And it doesn't require a whole lot of people. I mean, I, I looked at the, the end credits for the broadcast for the whole thing. It's like, I could do this with half the people. I, I'm not bragging. You know, we've, we've gone almost 13 years, 14 years with limited resources. We know how to do this kind of thing with not a whole lot of stuff to work with. You give me money, you give me resources and time to, to put it together, I'll bang something out even better than what we do here. And what we do here is pretty good. If I do say so myself. And I do. It's not the kind of equipment that you have. It's not... It is the, the, the resources that you have, but it's also not the resources that you have. It's what you do with them. It's how you organize them. It's how you implement the plan to put this thing together. And I'm watching the Saturn Awards. And, and this applies to the Hugos, too, because I saw the Hugos in 2015 when they did their broadcast from wherever it was they were in 2015. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, we could do so much better than this. And all of that was pre-pandemic, and now you've got so many different Comic-Cons out there that understand that, that online channel stuff is, is a necessary part of what you do now as part of your programming. And people need to understand that that cannot be the also-ran. You have to put in time and thought and planning to anything that you do online as part of your event, whether it's a Comic-Con, it's an award ceremony, it's a, uh, a TED Talk, or whatever. And if you're going to broadcast an event, <clears throat> look at some of the other stuff. Do your homework. Do your research. I, I have lost count of how many times... I've taken my phone and I've shot, you know, you're in a, you're in a restaurant, you're in a, you're in a, a place, you're having dinner, they got all the TVs up, right? I've lost count of how many times I've put my phone up and started recording things and thinking, oh, this is something I could reference this. This is, I can learn from this. What are they doing? How did they make that? How did they do that graphic? How did they put that together? And I'll go through and I can analyze. And a lot of it comes from sports channels. You know, your big, your big graphics with the boxing and the UFC and the whatnot and your statistics in the middle and all this stuff. A lot of the stuff that I build graphics-wise for the channel here, some of it comes out of watching a bunch of sports stuff. I've done a lot of work with ESPN and ABC with their sports coverage. So graphics and, and animations and, and all of this kind of stuff... A lot of this stuff comes out from outside the genre. But it's technique and you can learn. You can watch the TED Talks. You can watch the, 
the the Zoom presentations or the whatever else where you can learn something technical, process, technique. Oh, I like how they did that. Oh, I like how they put that graphic there. And I that's an interesting overlay. That's an oh, I like that animation. That's a good color scheme. You can learn you can learn from other people that do these kind of things. So if you're running a Comic-Con or if you're doing an award ceremony, you need to have a a a a, a plan, a carefully laid plan, and you need to implement and execute that plan to the best of your ability with the best people that you can find. And you have to rehearse. You have to practice. You can't just lay it out there and hope. And 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 some of that, the logistics are gonna are gonna trip you up. Anime Anime Nebraskan just went through this with their cosplay competition. <clears throat> Planning logistics. They got in the way of themselves. And there were a lot of people who got their feelings hurt and got bent out of shape because Anime DeBrascon cosplay competition did not go as well as everybody had hoped. It was a little bit discombobulated from, from the reports that I've seen. People got their feelings hurt. People got some, some nose bent out of joint. It's a learning process. But for things like this, you have a plan. It's not that difficult. It's work-intensive, labor-intensive, sure. But it's not difficult. You have the master computer. You have your, your workstation that is handling the broadcast, right? Very much like what I've got here. You don't have to have four screens or five screens or however much. You, you can do it with two. But you have your workstation that's got your broadcast software and all of the resources that you need, all of the animations and the, and the graphics and the voice work and the music and everything else. All of that's right here. Self-contained. And then you have somebody on a laptop who also has a copy of all of the graphics, and as the winners are announced, they pop that graphic out on the socials and say, congratulations to so-and-so winner. It's not that hard. You have to have a good stage manager. Definitely. You've got to have somebody who can keep track of everything, write it all down. Because at the end of the day, when the award ceremony is done and all of the winners have been announced, knock that press release out right then. Don't wait 24 hours. Don't wait 48 hours. Don't wait 36 hours. The Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films is proud to announce the 2022 Saturn Award winners. And here they all are. In a, in, a, in a presentation at the L.A. Marriott tonight, Joel McHale, host Joel McHale led through the... Da, 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 and do your press release. You have your press release ready. All you got to do is fill in, the, fill in the blanks on who the winners are. Done. Finish. Get it out. Send it to all of your media contacts, all of your press. 
everybody and send it send it to some YouTubers because we're the new media and whether you've got a company that's handling your PR or not or if it's just some volunteer or just somebody there you need to have a master contact list of everybody that you know in, in the press that would cover something like this so Fangoria Magazine Comic Book Resources Collider uh, Andy Signor, you know, the guy, giant freaking robot. Send, send him a press release. Locust Magazine, File 770, IO9, Kotaku, whoever, Trek Movie, Trek Central, Bleeding Cool, Bloody Disgusting, Promote Horror, all of these different websites, they've all got contact information. And somebody needs to sit there and make a list. And as soon as that event is done, you get that press release out, and here's the list of all of our winners. Congratulations to all our winners. And some of them will run that. Some of them will run that article. Some of them will take it and they'll rewrite it and they'll post an article of their own. And you send it to some people who are doing the YouTube stuff. Send it to Geeks and Gamers. Send it to Nerdrotic. Send it to Doomcock. <coughs> Don't know what they'll do with it. But, I mean, send it to Grace Randolph. Send it to Andy Signore. Send it to uh, John Campia. Send it to Ro uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. These are legitimate media, if you want to paint with a broad brush, get the word out. Don't just rely on somebody going to your website and seeing what the list is. Put the list out. Make it a PDF and put it on your on your Twitter account or your or your Facebook or wherever else you've got anything. Have a press section on your website. Press here. Hey, here's the here's the information. Here are the winners. Here's the document. Here's the logos. Here's all the artwork. Here are some photographs that you can use. All of that stuff. It's not that hard to put this thing together. It's not that difficult to do. It's really not. It's it's logistics. And if you've got a good team on the ground right there, it's not that difficult. And you can knock this thing out one, two, three, four, five. I had a I had an instructor in college, University of Missouri, Kansas City, Pierre Renner. <clears throat> he was one of our creative writing professors. At our first day, maybe the second day, he gets up there on the on the chalkboard and he writes one plus one. And this is something that I've tried to get my kid to understand. One plus one. He's like, what is this? What's the answer to this? One plus one equals. Everybody, of course, one plus one equals two. It's wrong. That's, that's not what I'm looking for. One plus one is a process. And the way you get it fixed in your head, one plus one is a process, which means you take things one step at a time. One plus one. One plus one. You do one thing, then the next thing, 
And the next thing. And logistics for something like broadcasting an awards ceremony or putting together a Comic-Con or running a, con a cosplay contest, any of this stuff. There's a process. One plus one plus one plus one. One step, next step, next step, next step. And if you've got really good people on the ground, even if you have some mediocre people mixed in with the good people, as long as they understand the process and the expectation, all right, here's what you do tonight. You do this, and then you do this, and then you do that. And that's what you do all night. That is your job all night. You're going to do this, and then this, and then that. And as long as they understand this, this, that, you're gold. And somebody over here, they have to do that, these, and those. And if you can do that, these, and those, you're good. And you just keep doing that, these, and those all night until I tell you we're done. It's not difficult. It's not that hard. And I will say... I empathize and sympathize and I can I can I can commiserate with the best of them. I completely understand just how stressful something like this can get. It's going fast, it's moving. You got you don't have any room for mistakes. There's no room for error. You can't stop. You can't reset. That's why you build breaks into the show so you can take a breath. And you say, "Okay, where are we at? Is there anything that needs to be fixed?" Okay, we're good. Let's go. Keep going. <clears throat> that's why we have breaks on our Saturday morning show. So everybody can take a breath. So I can take a breath. Okay, we got through that segment. What's next? Next segment. Where are we at? Where are we going next? What's next? What button do I push? And as long as you've got everything laid out right there in front of you, it'll go fine. So this is my formal invitation to the Saturn Awards, to the Hugo Awards, to anybody out there as an award ceremony, if you have any interest at all in broadcasting your ceremony, and we're talking to we're talking about uh, about doing doing one maybe in January with with a group. This is this is my this is my offer. Sci-Fi for Me TV can broadcast your event. Sci-Fi for Me can. Can, can broadcast your award ceremony. As long as it's in the continental United States. I'll put that caveat in there. Sponsorships, advertisers, all of that stuff we figure out later. But if you want a quality, top-shelf broadcast from people who know how to do it with a limited budget and limited resources, we can do that. And we can do it just as well as anybody else. I will put my team up against anyone. Now, we may not have all of the fancy bells and whistles and equipment. We don't have $30,000 cameras. We don't have expensive computers and fancy rigs and, and sky cam and... and big jib arms and, and all of this, cranes and whatnot, you don't need them. We can do a show as good or better than anybody else. 
I will put my team up against anybody. Sci-fi. Who else? Any of the broadcast channels. We can get it done. And we can get it done right. Can, is there a possibility for mistakes to be made? Sure. Everybody's human. You know, we're human. We're fallible. With you know, some some something could go wrong. It might not be perfect, but we can do it just as well as anybody else can. So that that is my formal ish invitation. My proposal. If anybody is interested in having a discussion about what we can bring to the table to broadcast your event, I am happy to answer any questions that you may have. So, there we are. All right, coming up on Friday, we are going to have author Peter Burke. He and his father... Uh, who passed away recently. They have written a book called Time Lock. Uh, his father uh, was a writer on shows like Columbo. Uh, so they've put together this, uh, this book called, called Time Lock. We're going to be talking to him about that on Friday. And on Monday, we've got Money Talk with Dan and, and Matt. Next Wednesday, Henry, uh, Harry Glorickian will be here to talk about his book, The Future You. Uh, JJ and AJ Cook will be here on Friday. We got Bruce McAllister on the next Monday, the 14th. Uh, Christopher Hoffman is going to be in here on the 16th with a group called Galaxy Electric. We've, we're booked. We're busy. We got a lot of stuff going on. And of course, uh, there's always uh, the, uh, the Saturday morning show, Good Morning Multiverse, 11 a.m. Eastern. So tune in for that. <sighs> And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Don't forget, you can connect with us on all the different social media channels. And you can uh, get our newsletter, sign up for our newsletter. You can go over to Subscribestar. If you want to give us money, there's several different There's different ways that you can do that. We can talk about that. Uh, but I do want to encourage you to connect with us on both our, uh, our Odyssey channel and our Rumble channel. Uh, Rumble, we need to get our numbers up to 100 so we can start uh, live streaming over there. Uh, so do connect with us on those two. We are very, very, very quickly getting to episode 500, which will be coming up at the end of December, by my math, December 30th. So mark your calendars. It's going to be a really fun episode. In the meantime, uh, share the links. Tell people about the show. Tell people what you like about the show. Share the channel. And we will be back on Friday uh, with, uh, with a new uh, installment. So that's, uh, that's it. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.